Here's the snap back. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin Stars! A 49-yard field goal! And Indiana leads 27 to 24! Austin Indorak wants to throw it. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Let's talk about a game that Brandon and I aren't even going to be able to watch. Welcome to the LEO Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter at Braggly. That's B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I'm here with my co-host, Brandon. You can find him on Twitter at Brandon Dubich. That's Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. And always judging in the background is producer Seth. You can block him on Twitter. That's at Seta5, S-E-T-A-H-5. What's up, Brando? Yeah, no, I will be in the great city of Pittsburgh going to uh, a wedding who the couple are alums of Penn State. Yeah, first time um, so- I met him. First time I met him was the time that we beat him for the first time. Yeah, yeah, great time. people. I wouldn't be surprised if like they have the game on somewhere. You've been with me at a wedding. You know, I'll have the game on my phone, mm-hmm. um, but I won't obviously be watching it the way we normally watch it. Yeah. Can we do something? Can we hashtag cancel fall weddings? We I have mean, to. You know, that was a rule for my wedding. I know yeah. it was a, a rule for yours. So yeah. Um, hashtag cancel fall weddings or just do it on a bye week. Like be, be considerate. Be considerate. But um, okay, let's get into it. Uh, we are here to break down the Indiana Hoosiers traveling to Penn State, uh, two and two IU, four and O Penn State, number four in the country. 12 and a half point favorites are the Nittany Lions with an over under of 53 and a half. That's courtesy of DraftKings. Uh, Penn State, four and O, as I said, with wins at number 12, Wisconsin at the time, overrated, not ranked now. Um, they beat Penn State at home. They beat Number 22, Auburn, also overrated. Struggle to, I mean, that game against Georgia State. I watched the highlights of it today. Georgia State was up 17, I think, at, at different points in the game. Uh, barely it, beat I them. mean, Bo Nix sucks and Graham Mertz sucks. Like, they I think Wisconsin played, yeah. and Auburn are talented, but when you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a shot. I mean, exactly. I've said that a million times on this podcast. Exactly. Um, and unfortunately, that's been Wisconsin and Auburn's downfall is uh, – the signal caller. Yeah. Um, and then their last win was last week against Villanova, which they kind of struggled with for a bit. Uh, they won 38-17. They were favored by 29 and a half. Um, Villanova, decent defense from what I'm reading, at least in the FCS. Um, but, you know, they took care of business. They won. Uh, this game will be on ABC, national televised game, 7.30 p.m. at Beaver Stadium in State College, Pennsylvania. And there's going to be probably exactly 106,572 people there. I prefer the whiteout. They did that against Auburn, but this will yeah. be a stripe out. I, pr- I prefer playing in the stripe out as opposed to the whiteout. Yes. Yeah. Like literally, I don't remember the last time Penn state's lost on a whiteout. I don't yeah. know if their stripe out is as successful. Weren't they bad? Like a couple years ago, maybe the beginning of James Franklin or like the end of, butt chin and 
they beat like number one Ohio State or number one Michigan State. Somebody would came in or number like Iowa really high ranked or something during a whiteout that was crazy. And they weren't even any good. It was Ohio State. Yeah. Um, last year's meeting. I think everybody's heard of this one before. IU won 36-35. Call it what you want. The stretch, the pylon. I don't, I don't know. The Penix game. I, I don't know. Uh, Penn State leads the series 22 to 2. Uh, and they are undefeated at State College, eleven and zero. So, so every like, there's a little bit of a oh, misnomer is not the right word, but like everyone goes, oh, we always play really good at Ohio State, and like, sure, but not really. Where we play really good at is Penn State. Like yeah. we should have beat them the last few times we've played there. Um, if WAP just doesn't get concu- like Austin Collie concussed. We yeah, probably win. Yeah, fumbled. Yeah, and no we probably call. win that game. Um, so yeah, no. Um, we 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 actually do play really well in Beaver Stadium. So um, that is one thing that we have going for us. This might be the first night game we've played there, or the first one in a long time. Because normally we're not. I mean, honestly, we're normally not relevant enough to get one of their night games. True. true. Um, here's something that just kind of popped into my mind. So we've played night games. We've this will be our third night game of the season out of five games. So, and, and Tom Allen talked about this a little bit in his press conference. We're, we'll be prepared there schedule wise. We've been through it. We've been to a night game. We know what we need to do for that day. We practice different this week, everything else. We've also played in a crazy stadium. So that's good. So all of that is kind of at least we've done all of that coming battle off of such tested, a weird year the, the year before. Tested. So what's that? So we'll be battle tested. Battle tested. Yes, yeah. Sorry. Yes. sorry. Okay. Um. So speaking, Spe- speaking of, your, of speaking of weird schedule things though, did yeah. you see what Mike Loxley said? It <laughs> did. Um, I didn't see it. He goes. Somebody asked him like, "Are you getting used to playing on Friday nights?" And he answered, "Yeah. If I was a high school coach, maybe the Big Ten will finally give Maryland full membership." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was like Maybe Michael Oxley more t- than terrible games a year. terrible human like um great recruiter bad coach but like that was a good zinger like that yeah. was that was pretty good yep who do they play Friday uh I was literally looking at that they play um Iowa so they're gonna get shit canned oh my goodness uh well maybe I don't know as bad as Iowa struggled the last couple of weeks to score any points we'll see i guess um okay yeah quick news former pit commit and uh fairly highly ranked recruit on the defensive line bradley mann from jacksonville florida will be visiting iu homecoming week that just we, we were going against uh, you know a lot of pit um guys uh mm-hmm. and they're that the program narduzzi is um kind of a, a sitting duck there. So, um, but they, they've had great defensive linemen. I mean, obviously Aaron Donald sticks out, but Patrick Jones last year um, who went in third round to Minnesota, um, you know, Pitt knows how to recruit defensive linemen. So um, he's a stud. Yeah. Yep. Um, so guess what I did? I actually did some stuff this week. I listened to a press conference so I have got some stuff to talk about. Makes one of us. Not really. Makes one of us. Um, Western Kentucky players of the game. We'll go through these real quick. Offense, Peyton Hendershot, Stephen Carr. Defense, duh, Micah McFadden. And Taiwan Mullen. I heard today 
Taiwan Mullen did not give up a reception in that game, and every pass that was thrown his way was def- was defended. So that was pretty cool. And uh, obviously, special teams player of the game is Chuck Chucky. Um, injuries, real quick. We have con- a confirmation on DJ Matthews. If you haven't heard already, towards ACL, Allen believes he should be able to get a medical red shirt. Nothing is in stone yet. Um, so he should be able to come back. I feel like it's too early, but also I don't like no one's given up on the season. We, we yeah. can still accomplish a good season, but I mean, knowing we have Penix and Matthews back next year, like next year ain't going to be a rebuild. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, that'll be nice. Uh, Jalen Williams, uh, concussion protocol, but making good progress. This was up to Monday. I didn't, I was listening to a little bit of the radio show tonight didn't hear anything on him. I did miss big chunks. Uh, as of Monday, he was non-committal on his status for Saturday. So not ruling him out, not saying that he's definitely going to play. And then another a little bit of a blow. Uh, David Ellis probably out this week, too. He's got a nagging injury, which was kind of slowing him down in, in Western Kentucky. I know we talked about, you know, where's he been? Where's he been? I think you said something like that. He was my and, stock down. Yeah. I mean, so I guess he, was... he picked his injury kind of kicked back in after that one carry that he had. So they pulled him out. Um, I'm going to kind of sit him down, but CTA sees him, sees him having a bigger role this year, but he's, he's got to get this injury fixed first. So um, a couple quick notes here on defense. Tom Allen says the defense will focus this on practice this week on taking the ball away. He said it's uh, ridiculous. So takeaways, tackling effort. That's what he just kept saying over and over and over again. So, uh, another thing he said that I thought was interesting. Well, I mean, uh, Charlton or yeah, Charlton Warren was also in my stock down. Like, yeah, and that's um, it right here. Yeah, defense needs to do a better job of quote adjusting on the sideline during the game. Just proof that Tom Allen listens to this podcast. Yeah, so that seems like I don't know if he meant it that way, but it kind of seems like a stab, right? I I, little, like, hey, I don't like, think it's a it stab, but it is a like yo like. I'm watching this. There's a clear difference from defensive coordinator last year results and defensive coordinator this year and results Mm -hmm. with largely the same guys. Right. So everybody, everybody's the same except for one, the defensive ends and one defensive tackle. So and a say, and an amazing safety. He was playing on Sundays. Oh yeah. Jamar Johnson. Yeah. But yeah, we're fine. Uh, okay, and I did listen to Penix, his press conference, too. They asked him about audibling, and apparently starting in the Cincinnati game, he was given full-on permission to audible at the line. So tell me the offense hasn't looked a little bit better starting in the Cincinnati game for sure. But uh, last week, I, again, you know my opinions on it. If you listen to the pod, I thought we looked – we the players looked great. So um, – and then he said that over-communication is key this week with the crowd. So, and he feels totally comfortable playing in a loud, a loud arena, loud stadium. He's been there, done that. So um, this isn't going to be anything new for him. You know so. what? Again, I, I'm, I'm going to have to talk about it early. It's in every season highlight. It's all over the big 10 network of him waving goodbye to Penn state. I don't think Penn state's forgot that. No, I, I think, I think Mike's going to have to uh, show some, lack of a better word balls because uh they're going to be coming after him yeah yep it's going to be so they're they're making it very clear that they're not calling it a revenge game 
they're very very clear so you know whatever right. seth wanted to say something i'm curious what he would what he had oh you you just said uh talking about balls just reminded me a sack up nine to eleven on outkick sports <laughs> okay. yeah it's, it, it seems to be the ES, espn purge um it looks like dockage was a uh casualty but on an even worse note I love Katie Nolan. I feel like she is amazing. Nolan, yeah. She also got the act from ESPN. So oh, ESPN, ESPN does this like every six months. They cut a whole bunch of personalities. Well, so. you named one. You named one talented person and one idiot. So, <laughs> And we'll move on. Uh, all right, let's break down the Nittany lines real quick. A little bit. Again, go back to our pod. Um, I don't have the episode off the top of my head. I want to say it's 33. It was with Chase. It was the one we did with it was Chase. With Chase. I, yeah, I don't, I don't remember we, the one we did. Shout out Chase. We did the... Um, breakdown i can do that real quick it was episode 33 check that out it makes sense because we said breakdown. 32 last yeah week. but i said 32 for three weeks in a row <laughs> because of your scheduling conflicts um all right let's get into it uh you want to talk about your boy big red dog? oh the big red dog is having himself a season he is uh the number one quarterback in the big 10 and probably playing himself into a potential uh all like all American level, uh, especially if they keep up the results that they're having um, just incredible, almost 1200 yards, four to one touchdown to interception ratio. Um, he has very talented receivers. So, you know, he's doing it in the air. He's obviously doing it with his legs. Like he always has. Um I don't want to say I gave him bulletin board material, but uh, I'm going to say, you know, that's a little bit of a negative because uh, I've been I've been ripping him for probably nine months now and um, three years, probably three years and nine months. Uh, but man, he's he's shut me up yeah. until until I'm drunk watching this game whenever I watch this. Yeah, I, was, and, I mean, so uh, far we talked about this a little bit off off uh, mic here before we started. So he became the first, this is shocking to me, became the first quarterback in Penn State history to throw for over 400 yards at the beef. That's weird, man. Like every, I think every starting quarterback in IU history has thrown for 400 yards at some point. Probably because we were down 50 at different points in the season, but. And they don't, um, they never had, you know, the God Dickie Legault. Yeah, they didn't have him. They didn't have Nate Sudfeld. They didn't have. Peyton Ramsey. So I get it. That's fine. So, but he, here's, here's me throwing water. I mean, cause obviously the yards are nice. The touchdowns are nice. Um, the risk, you know, all of the rushing yards are nice. He still only has a 79 QBR, which well, isn't very good. Yeah. So, so like we talked about him. the numbers are nice, but the actual metrics is like, eh, yeah, like, okay. Like not great. Yeah, so, so we talked about him before this, like so that four hundred some odd yards, and he like barely broke four hundred, I think, against Villanova last week. Um, were three hundred plus were yak, so he wasn't really throwing the ball downfield or anything. Um, his his wide receivers are like the big workhorse, so Parker Washington, Jahan Dotson, um, and then I think Keandre Lambert Smith. I think he's either a freshman or just like barely played a little bit last year, but he's, he's kind of exploding on the scene too. 18th ring passing offense. Um, guess what? They're not really good at running the football, which is weird. Cause Noah Kane's a beast. Noah Kane's good. They've got that. Uh, 
why do I not have him? I didn't write his name down. They had the other kid that, that played you know, I'm, I'm, last I'm on, year. I'm on stats, so I should be able to find it. I can get it for you real quick. Um, what is his name? My goodness. The other, the second leading rusher is called Kevon Lee. Yeah, Kevon Lee. I think he played against us last year. They've got this Tank Smith kid too, and they've got, I don't know, like this John. What I think John Lovett, Devin Ford. I mean, these are names you guys have. Dude, heard Devin Ford's before. good. Devin Ford's really good. Yeah, he had he only two has rushes last r- week. He has nine total yards. rushes. Yeah. So they they don't have a number one. It doesn't look. Like, I mean, Noah Kane ran once last week. John Lovett ran eleven times. Kevante Lee seven times. So I, I don't know, man. Clifford eight times for minus eight yards. So that's got his sack numbers into two. But um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, he threw for 401 yards last week. So he just just got over the hump there. Uh, four touchdowns in, a, in an interception against the, the Wildcats. Um, their defense is okay. Uh, yeah, rankings, but you're missing. What's that? You'll get to it. Okay. Forty-eighth in the country in passing defense, fiftieth in the country in rushing defense, twelfth in the country in scoring defense. I don't. Again, Ball State having an off year. Uh, well, having a normal year, I guess. Um, FCS Villanova, a bad Wisconsin offense, just a trash Wisconsin offense, and Auburn. I mean, what? What's Auburn again? Just ranked because of their name, they have to be. Um, who have they even beaten? Akron, Alabama State, and Georgia State. That's how they're ranked. <laughs> so, um, please, Big Ten, take a note from the SEC and let's lighten up on the schedule a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what they've done. So, that's fine. They got a couple dudes in the backfield, uh, defensive backfield. Tariq Castro Fields is, is awesome. And uh, Daquan Hardy as well at corner. So, but here, here's the weird thing about that. Look at these stats that I'm bringing this week. Bring it. They're plus minus. Their turnover ratio, they're only plus five. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for a team that's, tur- you know, getting so many turnovers, they've given the Clifford's ball. Clifford's thrown a pick in the last two games, um, if I remember right. One against um, Penn, or one against Villanova, one against Auburn. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's this is a t- another, th- another thing to, to go back to the run game. They're only possessing the ball about 25 minutes a game because they're not running it. So mm-hmm. you can definitely win the field or the time of possession battle against them, um, which obviously limits a high-powered offense. I can't believe I'm saying high-powered and Sean Clifford in, in the same sentence, but, you know, it's the world we're living in. You got to remember, times. we're talking about the, the number four team in the country. How did they get to number four, man? Not this, a very good year. I'm not <laughs> saying that, honest, I'm not saying that, that we're great and that we deserve to be ranked because we don't. But Arkansas is a top 10 team, bro. Arkansas. Yeah, weird, well, yeah, Ole Miss is 12, I think. Ole Miss, Alabama this week. A lot of a lot of Matt Corral to the Steelers talk recently. Ooh. Are you going to quit? Are you going to quit on the Steelers? I can't, but I could never root for OK Corral. That, that'd be weird. <laughs> that'd be real weird. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, before we get the IU players to watch, do you have anything else to uh, break down on them? Do you want to talk about that or no? Nope. Okay. Uh, oh, one other quick st- stat I saw. They have five interceptions. They had one or they had four 
all of last year. Again, weird season last year too. So uh, super quick word from our sponsor, Monon Track Club. MTC is Indiana's running brand. Built on a deep love for the sport in the Hoosier State, they craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show notes for more details on their club runs and to shop their sick gear from shirts to hoodies to koozies. As a thank you to our listeners, they are offering 10% off your order. Use promo code LEO10, that's LEO10 at checkout. Now, IU players watch. Who are we watching on offense, Brandon? I haven't been obvious all year. I, I've tried to be creative, but I can't be because this game is all going to be about Michael Penix mm-hmm. and how he takes care of the ball. I don't want to see any of this miracle plays. I don't want to see any of this trying to scramble, take a sack, throw the ball away, run out, like literally just be smart and live another day. You cannot give this offense extra possessions. So I'm not even like really watching what happens in front of the line. I'm looking what happens behind the line. Is he smart? Because again, all of his really bad interceptions has been when he's pressured or when mm-hmm. he's scrambling and trying to play backyard football. Mike, don't play backyard football. Sit in that pocket and sling it. If you if there's no one there, live to see another day. That's yep. what I want to see, and that's what I'm going to be watching on offense. Um, we saw that last week, I feel like. I think we saw it a little bit you know, minus the very end where he tried to make a play against Cincinnati too. I felt, felt like he felt more comfortable. Um, Cincinnati's a little bit different with them being such a crazy defense. Uh, but last week I, I saw him, you know, he was taking, he took a couple sacks, I think towards the end of the first half um, instead of trying to do anything crazy. Anytime he tried to, it needed to get rid of the ball. He got rid of the ball. Um, there were a couple times where he tried to spike the ball down. <laughs> um I think Seth's asleep. This is pretty funny. There he is. There he is awake. awake. Okay. Oh um, my God. Yeah, the spike through all that other stuff. Sorry. He was like straight up passed out on his microphone for a minute. <laughs> um, yeah. So that kind of leads into mine. So my offensive player to watch is not a player, it's a whole offensive line. We've talked about it enough. Uh, can we give Michael Penix enough time in the pocket? Uh this will be his like he will be their first. If we think about the quarterback play on the other teams they've played, he will be their first real passing threat at quarterback that they've played all season. Bo Nix, not really much of a passer. Everybody knows the book on Graham Mertz at this point. Can we stop with Graham Mertz yet? Not good. Um, and then can we create? Do they want to take see backsies with Jack Cohn. Yeah, that'd be nice, right? Look at Jack Cohn out there swinging the ball around for Notre Dame. I've never seen him throw the ball, throw the ball past like five yards past a tight end when he was in Wisconsin. So uh, can we create running lanes for the uh, running backs for Stephen Carr? You know, they gave up a uh, hundred yards to both of the power five teams on the ground that they've played. So against Wisconsin, traditionally, everybody gives up a hundred yards to them and then Auburn. So We'll see. We'll see. 100 yard rushers. Sorry. I gave up more than 100 yards against both those teams, but 100 yard rushers on each one of those teams. Um, on defense, who are you watching? You alluded to it. Is Mullen Island back? Because these wide receivers are so good. And I like our takeaway potential if Clifford only has a f- two thirds of the field. Like if yeah. Mullen can take away 
a quarter to a third of the field, like I will like our chances so much better. And I want to go back to our previous pod where I'm done with the corner rotations. Mm -hmm. Like Taiwan can play three quarters, if not more of the game. Like we need to see Mullen Island and we need like it's here. Let's put it into action. Awesome. I'm going to take the guy on the other side, Reese Taylor. So with Jalen Williams being doubtful for this weekend, he's going to have to step up, man. Like, I love Noah Pierre. Do I think it's Noah Pierre time yet? No. Next year, maybe. Uh, and Reese has been off, right? A little bit. Like, it just seems like he's just not been himself. Outside of the Iowa game. Outside of one play in the Iowa game, he was perfect. He, I think I picked him as uh, my defensive player of the game that game. So, um we need solid coverage from him. Keep his head in the game. Maybe that's where your takeaway comes from. Uh, he's athletic enough to hang with any of these wide receivers in the Big Ten. So it's uh, it's time, bub. So uh, special teams. You going, Chuck? I'm going Reese Taylor. Okay. Um, there you go. Because again, this defense is good. Um, we're and again, I'm not expecting Reese to get a punt return for a touchdown, but at twenty. 25 40 yard punt return because it's going to be hard to move the ball yeah. like we already struggle to put first downs together um we could use every little bit of help we can get so if reese taylor can get us a field flipper and in position for easy points you know have our possession start in the red zone then that's going to be huge because seth's alluded this to a few times on big in-conference games, you need to steal possessions. You need to get easy points. That's that's the way you upset. Like, yeah. you need the small little things like that to happen to pull off an upset, let alone an upset on the road. Yeah. So I just think about um, kind of watching some other teams on the road, thinking about the Cincinnati game. Think about that kick return, man, in Cincinnati. It the changed momentum. Me, and, and I, I, you hate saying one play changed it. Yeah. I think well, that play changed maybe. the entire uh, the jump, the, the off the lining up over the center too. That was, yeah, that was right, right after um, a DJ Matthews touchdown on the reverse. That stadium was nuts. Like kickoff team comes out, gets everybody hyped and they just missed a, a coverage. And then that was pretty much that just set the tone for the, like the rest of the game. Um, that's perfect lead in. Uh, my special teams player players to watch his kickoff coverage or just or or kick coverage in general. Um, the last few games at Penn State, we've had some special teams hiccups. You can think about Saquon Barkley took one an opening kickoff to the house when he was there. Um, we've given up some big returns to them a lot. So just just solid coverage. Don't do anything on that side of the ball that's going to hurt you. Um, let your defense get on the field and see if they can make any plays. So um, that's it for me. Seth, do you have anything? Nothing? Okay, well, let's get into everybody's favorite part of the pod. Brando's Randos. What do you got, bud? All right, so I got a fun one. Um, everyone knows Penn State's called Happy Valley. So it got me thinking of the other valleys. Rank the valleys. Happy Valley, Clemson's Death Valley, or LSU's Death Valley. I'll let both of you respond. Whoever wants to go first, I don't care. I don't like Clemson. So I'm going to go 
LSU is it a D- is it a D- is it a Debo thing? Yeah, LSU. No, Death he doesn't Valley. like Clemson because I like Clemson. No, I just don't like him. I don't think that. Look at him now. Look, bye. Well, yeah. See you later. You're relevant. I like him less. <laughs> um. So LSU, Penn State, Clemson, Clemson, Penn State, LSU. Isn't there Death Valley in Arizona? Doesn't Arizona, Arizona State, State call something? They're not called Death Sun, Sun Valley, Valley maybe? maybe. Or is that a conference? Something like that. But I'm. I hate to steal it, Michael. You're like the stadium isn't that cool at Clemson. Like they have that like walk down the hill or whatever. It's kind of lame. A lot of teams have that. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going death. I'm going LSU Penn state yeah. and, uh, and Clemson. It's the only right answer. Yep. And then, uh, all right. The next one for me, I have um, is the whiteout stripe out the coolest stadium experience in the big 10 you got jump around at camp randall you have uh sloopy snoopy in the shoe um, i'm trying to think of other ones but in my mind i think the the night game at penn state's the coolest stadium experience what do you guys think i'd like to see a night game at iowa that's not like recency bias or anything i just i've seen them on tv their fans are nuts like when you go to buy tickets it tells you what day it is like what they have specifically like lined up gold out blackout stripe out and then it's like black and gold most of the games are black and gold and then the other ones have individual games and they they do it man uh i'd like to see a game there but i don't know as far as like a Does michigan do anything goes, special i couldn't no. think of do you want to know what michigan did last week when they almost lost they had their entire half their student section was not even there like that was the most empty. They're, all, seen they're always out. they're all East Coast people that literally don't care. It's quiet there. It is quiet. It's quiet. Like, I couldn't it's think of anything stadium. Michigan State does. Does I mean? Well, you, they do the gold, green, go white, go green, go white. Yeah, it's awful. Purdue doesn't really do anything. We don't do anything. Purdue does shout, but that's yeah. boring. It's Penn State no. whiteout. It's got to be Penn State whiteout or Wisconsin, the jump around. They even did the jump around at Soldier Field. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. You know what the best part of it was for me was watching the Notre Dame people do it too. Like, there's, oh, look, look, yeah, this song's so cool. They had no idea. Yeah. No, they don't know. I think guys are supposed to be smart. Well, they're the only team that exists, so in their minds. All right. It doesn't matter. Last question, and this doesn't pertain anything to the game, pertains to you and I, but it got me thinking. Is our record, I use record, better when we watch the games together when we watch the games separate? Well, I would have to say, well, that includes at the stadium. Correct. Hmm. Because I think it might be better be when together. we're... That's it, what the, I was thinking. We, we were together the last Penn State game, but I think it might be better when we don't watch it together. Virginia. Well, like most of the good game, like the easy most game, of the good games we lose, like all the Ohio State games. We had the Michigan, one Michigan State, one Michigan State Michigan game State. where we were we chose to park in that terrible lot that oh, year. Oh yeah. Penn State, we've seen. Um well, I guess for Penn State, we've seen them beat them twice. The only two times that they beat them, we've both been together when it happened. 
the bowl game. Oh God. Ugh. I don't know. So I, again, I was down because I can't watch the game with you. I was down because I can't really watch the game live. And that just got me thinking. I'm like, the our record's pretty decent when we don't watch it together. So I, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of anything I can possibly think of to yeah. maybe give us a chance. On I'll, I'll help you out in the prediction. I think maybe, maybe I won't. Okay. I don't know. Right. Um, so just to clarify real quick, Brandon will be at a wedding. I will be hashtag single dad it up. Not a single dad, but my wife works nights at a, at a children's hospital. So I will have to wait until they go to Your bed. Wife is a hero again. compared to all of us, you know, except jumps. for Seth. A Purdue guy producing an IU football podcast. So, um, and live we tweeting. All make sacrifices. And live tweeting. So, um, cool. Well, what is next on the outline? Do you have anything else? I don't. Those are my three. All right. Well, let's reach into uh, producer Seth Sack once he goes off mute and uh, we'll go from there. Is he awake? I'm awake. I'm rolling. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Um, this is the classic game where you can lose but still take a lot of positives from it. Um, Moral victory, guys. Seth is moral. Moral victories you can get. (laughs) Tom Allen does not believe in moral victories. Yeah, yeah. Um, You already stole mine about uh, the the whiteout. Uh, I know Bragg said Iowa during a day game was really good. Um, So you talked about what the best environment was. Who has the biggest home field advantage? I think Penn State's definitely up, and let's talk. You know, across the uh, Northwest, just in the. <laughs> just kidding. It's got to be Ohio State, man. I mean, it just. Oh, you're talking. You're talking across the country, or are you talking? Well, let's start with Big Ten, and then if you have anything else besides that, but let's start Big Ten. Yeah, I, I definitely Ohio think it's Ohio State. State. Ohio State. That that are that are Wisconsin. I mean, the, the, those those seem to be the schools that it's just, it seems so loud. Nebraska the should right. Oh, Nebraska should for sure. Um, but yeah, that's, I'm going to go with Ohio state with Wisconsin. Number two there. Um, nationally. Um, I don't I'm trying to think maybe LSU, Notre Dame. I'm looking at the longest active F- FBS home win streaks. Clemson's number one. Clemson, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Cincinnati. I bet Texas Memphis. is pretty wild. I mean, even though Texas they're not really wild, that, yeah, they're not really relevant. But I'm sure know. they we go don't pay nuts. attention to anybody outside of Big Ten. Tell you, I mean, I I hate this, and and I haven't brought them up in a while, Michael. Oh, I've got a good one. T- Tennessee takes their football pretty seriously, so their their stadium. Their stadium? Maybe, Did you see their stadium? Uh, no, I didn't see their stadium. I can't remember what it was. I was like, I saw highlights. Because it must, it was one of the games that we won. Because then I can actually like watch college football after that. But it was like bad. It was almost like the whole top bowl was empty. Like it was weird to see how empty it was. Boise State. What yeah. about Boise State at home? So I don't know where they're at on this list. Memphis at five. Um, I doubt that they're on there. Okay, this just shows the top five. So, um. Cool. What else you got in that sack? Uh, nothing else. I was going to add in. I used to love Beamer Ball on Thursday nights oh, in Blacksburg. Thursday nights, yeah. Tech. Interstand that, man. That used to be one of my underrated favorites. That's all I had. By the way, only Iowa one. Does only man. one in the sack. Yeah, Lance Armstrong. 
no, I had, <laughs> I had two more moral victories and oh. home field advantage. It felt like one. <sighs> okay. you, you don't count moral victories, so I see just, why you just ignore stay, that. Stay unmuted. Let's get your prediction. Uh, I don't care what Penn State says. This is the classic revenge game. IU 17, Penn State 34. Mm. I knew that was coming. Hold on, I got to write it down. Well, write it down. What am I, 47? Let me put it in the spreadsheet. Ah, uh, Seth has got an L. I think we all had L's on the prediction. No, Seth had this. As no, a I had a win. Yeah, that's what I yeah. meant to say before. This is the first one I'm switching midstream. Okay. I had this as an I had it as a loss. Seth was the only one, only one with a W. So, Brandon, what do you got? I really want to change my prediction now because it is scary close to Seth's. I see them just. I mean, maybe fourteen nothing at the end of the first quarter, seventeen three. Then they coast, and we maybe get a couple scores and make it. You know, maybe a 10, 11 point game in in the fourth quarter. And then they score one more, and it's it's completely out of reach. I have Penn State 36, IU 19. Four field goals. We really struggle to finish, and we leave a lot of points on the board, and that's what we're talking about when we record this pod on Monday um, is just how many points that we could have scored to make this more competitive, but unfortunately the play calling left much to be desired in the red zone. And we are both screaming at Sheridan again, um, because again, he, he much like in the Cincinnati game, just abysmal red zone efficiency. Yeah. Well, I had this game marked as an L from our prediction section at the end of the Purdue podcast, pre, uh, Purdue preview podcast. Um, and everyone listening knows I can always talk myself into a win, but a night game, a stripe out, national TV, revenge game, blah, 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 blah. Makes it a it's little hard tough. to beat a dinosaur-sized dog. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's really hard. <laughs> I think we hang with them the whole way. I don't think it's as, as quite as a big of a gap as you guys do. I don't think Penn State's as good as their ranking, as we've already talked about. We should be able to expose that. And I think we're just a game or two. This one might be the last one, a game or two off from being all the way back because it seems like we've been just off a little bit. That being said, you know what? F it. Let's go Hoosiers. IU 24, Penn State 21. Ah, you're going to hate yourself for that one. There you go. For a guy that loves to be right, that seems impulsive. I can't pick him to lose, man. I just can't do it. Uh, I give, I've given my We do have our sticks, and you, you being – Ever the optimist is is you gotta you gotta stick to the bit. I've given the reasons throughout the podcast. I do not think that they you are didn't use trap country. game a single time. No trap I, game too. Trap game. They've got I where tra- are they at Iowa? They're at Iowa next Ooh, week. Tuffy. That's probably gonna be one of those stripe outs or a blackout. Yeah, that's so. probably a night game at Kinnick. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a scary place to walk back from. I did it in the middle of the day. So what do you got, Seth? All right. So what's the rule with are are we ignoring the final score and everything until Sunday? Like I need to know what the Okay, so I'm watching. So I just yes. I will let you know. I will let in the Elio pod just like last week. It, it will be recorded. I will get on it. I will catch up as soon as possible. I will put these kids to bed as soon as I can. But yeah, my phone I, I will, will be, be I will be off. following on my phone, but 
again, I will be many, many whiskeys deep. So if I spoil it, brag, you know, I'm not going to feel bad about it because I honestly. Well, no, no, no. Don't worry about it. My phone will be uh, turned off. So, well, so I, I, I will be following along fine. and watching it as much as I can. No big deal. So if I spoil something, once I catch up the live while you're streaming, I apologize, but not really. Um, okay. Where are we at? I was doing some other stuff. Okay. Seth will be back on live tweets. I hope um, if you're at the game, which God bless you or watching at home, please be sure to keep an eye on the feed. It's pretty decent. So um, let me see who can we get worked into. Let's get a, um, let's get a Ted Lasso tweet. If we can get a Ted Lasso tweet this week. Let's look out for that one. Does anybody um, have a Roy Kent name? Is there a one syllable first name? One so- Ty Fry? So- Ty Fry, Ty Fry, Ty Fry. He's here. <laughs> he's there. He's every. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Done. Um, okay. Final statements. Seth, do you have anything? No. Brandon? Again, broken record. But again, this is another game we're supposed to lose. Like when we looked at where we're going to finish at the beginning of the season, you know, before, you know, before Michael and I were drinking the Kool-Aid that we were going to not win nine or 10 games. This was always going to be a loss where we could still win seven to eight games. Mm -hmm. So as much as again, I'm normally in negative Nancy on this, on this pod, like none of these results that have happened so far weren't going to happen. Like we didn't like, we didn't lose a game. We're like, Oh man, we should, we should have won that game. Right. So when this goes the way it is likely going to, but again, everyone had us losing yet. Yeah. All, every predictor had us going seven and five or eight and four. So like everything's going to script so far. So if we get blown out, if we lose, don't lose your heads, guys. There are still a lot of W, a lot of potential W's that were possible, you know, a month ago, still on the table. So, yeah. um, you know, just because we lose this game, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. You kind of stole a little bit of my thunder there. So not still, I mean, you do, you didn't do it on purpose. Stealing is like purposely theft or whatever. I don't know. So, so just, just, so this is how professional brag is. He makes two outlines that way. We don't know what we're going to say. So like he literally makes me an outline. That's how, that's how that much he has he to fill out that I have own. to fill out. But but still, he he's we don't know what each other we're gonna say. So, so here's what yeah. I'm gonna say. Regardless, regardless, wow, let me start that over again. Regardless of the result, uh, you'll never see a lack of effort from this team, and they deserve your attention. CTA said multiple times this week and last that the goals set forth for the season are still in sight, and it can take a big we can take a big step forward on Saturday. So tune in, be ready to watch our guys work there. Can I say it? I yeah, I think I can say asses. Yeah, I'll just say Tails. that. Work their asses off to get the dub. Yeah. Okay. So there we go. Be sure to check out the podcast on Facebook and Twitter. It's facebook.com backslash podcast LEO and on Twitter, which is where you can probably reach us the easiest. It's at podcast LEO. Be sure to, to download, follow, rate, and review on all of our platforms. We'll talk to you after the game and hopefully provide a fun pod. You, Can I say one more thing that Tuesday just, just kind of just got into my head? Can I say one more thing? Yeah. Before we sign off, I think our season goes completely differently if we don't beat Penn State in that game. That game against Penn State turned our entire season around, and you know, it made us believe. And if we win this, our entire season gets turned around. Oh, yeah. 
So while I don't think it happens, Seth doesn't think it happened, and you're drinking your own Kool-Aid, this was the game that made our season magical last year. It can be done. So oh, there you go. Not likely, but it can be done. Yeah. So hopefully, you know what, dude? I'll just say it. If it gets, if it happens and it gets, it's nuts. I may just hop on here. We may just, I may just do a quick live one or maybe I'll just FaceTime with Brandon or something and record it. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, either way, we love you guys. We'll t- again, we'll drop the post game breakdown on Tuesday morning. Uh, it'll be a one day delay on that. So uh, either way, talk to you when we talk to you. Elio. Elio. Eat Penn State. Elio. He said it. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio.